Hello, and welcome to the Reformed Podcast, where the goal is to help you grow in your knowledge of biblical doctrine and theology. My name is Yeshua, and I'm your host. Let's begin today's episode. Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Reformed Podcast. We're continuing our series on the five points of Calvinism, so this is the second episode in a five-part series. And so we're going to be looking at the doctrine of unconditional election. First, let's define our terms. The word unconditional means there is no condition that must be met. And the word election simply means to be picked out or chosen by God. And so the doctrine of unconditional election is that it was God who chose us before time to be saved, and his choice of us was not based on anything in us. Simply put, you didn't choose God. God chose you. And he didn't choose you because of something he knew you would do. He chose you because it was his sovereign will to do so. And this is where we get the phrase unconditional election. Because God's choice was entirely free and up to him, with no condition on our part. Which is the clear teaching of scripture. As we learned in the last episode, humanity is totally depraved which means we would never choose God of our own free will. So it was necessary for God to first choose us, otherwise no one would be saved. And so let's look at a few scriptures that clearly teach this. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 4 through 5. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him, In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Here we see that it was God who chose us. His choice of us was made before time, and it was according to the purpose of his sovereign will. Next, Romans 9 verses 10 through 13. Not only that, but Rebekah's children were conceived at the same time by our father Isaac. Yet before the twins were born, or had done anything good or bad, in order that God's purpose in election might stand, not by works but by him who calls, she was told the older will serve the younger. Just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. Now in this context, Paul had just made the case for the doctrine of election in Romans chapter 8. And so in Romans chapter 9, Paul is defending this truth by using Old Testament examples, and he begins with the example of Jacob and Esau. Normally, the younger brother would serve the older, but God chose to reverse this order. And the point is, God had the freedom to do this. But not only that, God's choice to do this was done before they were born, and it wasn't based on anything they would have done, whether it was good or bad. And so Paul's point is that God has this same freedom to choose who he was going to save, and God's choice is not based on anything in us. Now, whenever people hear this, the main objection is, this is unfair. And Paul the Apostle is aware of this, which is why in the next verses, he answers this very objection. Romans chapter 9, verses 14 through 15. What then shall we say? In other words, what should be our response to this? Paul goes on to say, Is God unjust? Not at all. For he says to Moses, 
I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. And so Paul concludes his argument in verse 16. So then, it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. So in Romans 9, we have the clear teaching of unconditional election in Scripture. And finally, we see this truth even more clearly in Acts 13.48, which says this, When the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for his message. And all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. So here we see there was a group of Gentiles who had just heard the message of the gospel that was coming to them from Paul. And so there are a few things that we can learn from this verse. One, people are chosen for eternal life. Two, since this is a group of Gentiles, this comes against the argument that election only applies to the Jews. And three, we see the order of election. First, they were chosen, and as a result, they became believers. So they did not first believe in order to become chosen. They were first chosen in order to become believers. So according to these verses, and there are many more, the Bible clearly teaches the doctrine of unconditional election. Now, back to the original objection. Is this unfair? The answer is no. Because we all deserve hell. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So he is under no obligation to save anyone. And if God would have chosen to save no one, he would have been perfectly just. Anyone objecting and wanting to be treated fairly doesn't understand what fair treatment means for the sinner. We don't want fair. Fair sends everyone to hell. We need grace. And thanks be to God that by his grace, he has chosen to save sinners who do not deserve it. And he does this according to the purpose of his will and for his glory. For the ones he does save, they receive grace. And for the ones he chooses to pass over, they receive justice. But no one receives injustice. So, what is the doctrine of unconditional election? It is the biblical doctrine that it was God who first chose us, and his choice of us was not based on anything in us, but according to his sovereign grace. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Reformed Podcast, where the goal is to answer the call of 2 Peter 3.18, to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen, and God bless.